Hey guys, and welcome back to Leadership on Purpose. I'm Blake Bozarth, and this is the show that's designed to help you grow your influence and lead with confidence and with humility. So today's episode, guys, is perfect for two types of people, people who want to take ownership for their career and leaders who want to help their people take ownership for their career. Maybe you fall into both camps. And today we're sitting down with my friend, Andy Storch, to talk about how leaders, no matter their seniority, can still take initiative and take ownership for their career and help their people do the same. Andy is a thought leader in the talent development space. He's also the author of the new book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And we've talked about ownership mentality before in episode 12 of the show. If you've not heard that episode with Maya Grossman, check it out. But this episode is a deep dive on what does it look like to take ownership for your career and the way you approach your calling and your job. And I want to ask you guys, can you think of people who are unhappy in their career? I know I can. The first step to success is taking ownership and responsibility. Your career success is not on someone else's plate. It's not someone else's responsibility. It's yours. And as leaders, it is our job to model this for our people and our peers. And it's also our job to help coach and support our people along the way as they take ownership for their career. A quick note, this episode was recorded a couple months back. Since then, Andy has entered a fierce battle with cancer. And it is serious, guys. I am praying for him regularly. Andy's courage and his spirit are truly inspiring me and so many other people. Andy is a victor. He is not a victim. And he is modeling what it looks like to take ownership for his life, even in the most trying times. And we are all in his corner pulling for him. Andy drops a lot of wisdom nuggets in this episode. And if you enjoyed it, if you got something from this, Make sure you pass it along to someone else that you think can also benefit from it. Be a river, not a reservoir. Without further ado, let's jump into the show. Okay, super excited to have Andy Storch on the show today. Andy, welcome to Leadership on Purpose. Blake, thank you so much for having me on. I have been so excited about this opportunity to get to talk to you again um, and get to talk about this very important topic of leadership and leading and working intentionally, which I think we're both big fans of. So I'm excited to get into it. Absolutely. I got to meet Andy through LinkedIn. He's also friends of friends and just an incredible guy. And I can't, I can't wait to talk more about your book. Before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you, Andy, whatever you want to share. How, how did you get to what you're doing today? Yeah, so um, I have a long and winding road through my career. I've tried and done a lot of different things, both in entrepreneurship and working for different companies. I worked in insurance. I got an MBA. I got into corporate consulting about nine years ago and had an opportunity to travel all over the world running workshops for executives and managers um, in different types of companies, different countries, different continents. Um, really just a fantastic experience. And uh, And then I started to do a lot of personal development, personal growth, self-discovery, learning as much as I can about myself and realized that I was drawn towards entrepreneurship and wanting to make a bigger impact. And so I started to explore and do new things towards that. I ended up starting a couple different podcasts, one about entrepreneurship and one about talent development, which is the niche that I've really focused in on for my business as a consultant and um, 
facilitator, you know, basically running uh, talent development, training and development programs for big companies is what my business was for quite some time. And um, as that's all grown, I have ended up uh, hosting a conference back in January called the Talent Development Think Tank. I launched a, hosted a virtual summit this year called the Talent Development uh, Virtual Summit. And I also launched a membership community this year uh, in the talent development space. So doing a lot in the talent development world. Uh, well, also I noticed uh, that there seemed to be a challenge out there with a lot of people in the corporate space that were kind of drifting along and not really being very intentional with their career. And so started working on this book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life as well, early in 2020. And uh, excited that we just got that out. And that's kind of the next phase of my business that we can get into. Um, but you know, it's been a lot of corporate consulting over the years. I've focused in on talent development. I host you know, two podcasts right now. I've got the membership community. And uh, most importantly, most importantly, I am also a husband and a father. I've got two kids yes, sir. Uh, here in sunny Orlando, not too far away from you. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much for sharing that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you can't say this about yourself, but I can say it for you. Definitely a thought leader and an expert in the talent space and has really pioneered a ton when it comes to um, being early to the space and podcasting and I know you and James Carberry have a lot in common on that front mm -hmm. and the way you've used um, your platform in that way. Um, I'm excited about this book. I'm excited that you wrote it. Talk to me, where would you start when you're, when you're, when you're helping mentor, when you're helping coach people on what it means to take ownership for their career? Where would you start? I would start with thinking about your own career, how you got to where you are, where are you going? What sort of actions are you taking? How do you um, spend your time on a weekly and monthly basis. And like I said earlier, I've noticed that a lot of people, first of all, a lot of people get into their careers completely accidentally, right? You know, our, our parents recommend a major in college or a friend recommends it and we get into that and then we get the job and then the next job or a friend gets a, a job somewhere, um, not really knowing what we want to do. And that's, there's nothing wrong with it. I've done all of those things. Um, this is not about feeling guilty for anything we've done in the past. It's about taking ownership and initiative now. And what that looks like, taking ownership, is really it's about taking full responsibility. So many people are in reaction mode. They're waiting for their manager or their colleagues or their parents or someone to tell them what to do, where to go, um, whether they can get that next promotion or not. And I want people to really start taking initiative, taking full responsibility, get out of victim mode, stop complaining about what other people are doing, focus your energy on what you can control, set a plan, so when I lay it out in the book, uh, it starts with um, figuring out who you are and what you really want to do, creating a vision for your career. Where do you want to go long-term? Mm. Uh, connecting to a purpose, you know, what really drives you? I know you're big on that, right? What is your why? Why do you show up every day? Uh, and then making a plan, putting goals in place, establishing habits that are going to help you achieve those goals, and then prioritizing your time and going out and working on those goals, going out and taking action. And I see so many people that have dreams, they have things that they, maybe they wanna do one day, but they're just hopes, they're just dreams. Mm. Like they're not taking action, they're not putting down concrete goals and then taking the initiative, having those conversations, whether it's with their manager or other people, um, putting a plan in place, investing in education, building a network, whatever they need to do to actually get to where they wanna go. And the other thing too, is when you think about setting those goals, um, that career goal, whether it's moving up the ladder and becoming CEO or CFO one day, whether it's becoming a manager or shifting your career from finance to marketing or getting into something completely different, 
the, it's really important that you're doing it for you, that it's what you really want to do. Um, because so many people are setting goals based on other people around them, setting goals mm-hmm. based on what their friends are doing, setting their goals based on what they think society tells them that they should do when they really could be spending some time thinking about what, what do you really want to do, right? What's important to you? What are your values? What drives you? What are your priorities? And then set your goals based on that and then go take action and realize that things may not work out perfectly as, as planned. Um, there'll be pivots that you need to make along the way, but that's okay as long as you are taking action towards some type of vision or goal. That's so good. And as you know, this is a leadership podcast, right? So what I'd love to do is think about it in terms of two types of leaders. One may be an emerging leader who may be earlier in their career. So like all, everything you're saying, it applies. It applies. It also applies to people no matter where they are in their career, but I also want to think of it from the perspective of a leader that is managing people, right? And helping them take ownership for their career. How would you, how would you speak to a leader that um, has people that they see maybe they're floundering a little bit, maybe they don't have a lot of direction in their life. How does a leader come up, come alongside other people mm. in the organization and help them take ownership for their career? So let's start with the emerging leader, someone you've got big ambitions and you are trying to figure out how do I move up and, and achieve my big goals. Um, that goes back to what I was talking about before, which is you need to get honest with yourself about what you want to achieve and how, what it would take to go achieve that and then take the right steps, the right actions to go do that. That might be probably involves a conversation with your manager and other mentors. It probably involves um, you spending some extra time outside of work, uh, investing in learning, right? Taking courses, right? Getting a certification, uh, whatever it may be. It probably involves doing some networking inside and outside of your company. Yes. Uh, and it also involves thinking about the brand that you want to build as a, as a professional. What, you know, what do you want your reputation to be? Because that's going to impact your ability to move up. But the most important thing um, I think comes back to the self-awareness of like, what are your strengths, weaknesses? How do you show up? What are your gaps? Uh, what could be holding you back? And then having honest conversations with your manager and other people to say, hey, this is where I'm trying to get to. Can you help me get there? And then mm. for the more the senior manager who is, you know, you've got your own career to worry about and you want to help enable others, potentially some who are maybe floundering a little bit, like you said, um, you got to think about what it means to be a really good coach. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. They think coaching is giving advice and feedback when coaching is really more asking questions, leading with curiosity. So can you go to those people like you should with yourself and ask those questions? Where do you want to get to in your career? What do you think is working well for you right now? What's not working well? What do you need help with? Um, Instead of making assumptions, ask them questions and get really curious because the big challenge that goes on, I think, in a lot of big companies right now is managers don't really know how to coach. Um, Employees are not coming to the table and taking an initiative and saying to their manager what it is they want to achieve. And so there's, there's this disconnect. There's not much conversation going on. When you can speak to your manager and say, this is what I want to achieve, a lot of managers are just waiting for that. As soon as you know what your people want to achieve, your job as a leader, and I, I've got a whole other book in me about leadership that I want to write, but I think you know, the biggest and most important job of a leader is to enable the success of the people around them. Hmm. Your job is to help those people become successful. 
but it's hard to do that unless you know what it is they want to achieve. Now, you obviously they have probably job requirements. You have expectations of them. Hopefully, you've communicated those, um, you know, well so that they know what they need to to do to at least perform, you know, meet expectations in their job. But they probably have other aspirations, and it's important not to assume, right? Not everybody wants to move up. Not everybody wants to be CEO one day. Not everybody wants your job. Some people just want to get their job done, feel valued and appreciated and be home for dinner with their kids every night, right? That's, that's winning in life for a lot of people. And if you can provide that, then they will see you as a great leader and a great manager. Um, but it starts with the curiosity, the coaching to understand what it is they want to achieve and then seeking to help them however you can. And that's going to reflect back really well on you as a leader. That's so good. Leaders are about elevating others. In order to really be able to elevate and, and help them succeed, you have to know what does success look like for them? What, totally. what, what, how do they want to be elevated? And maybe it's not, maybe it's not, maybe not every person in your organization, and actually not maybe, not every person in your organization, as you said, wants to be CEO someday or even wants your job. That's really powerful, Andy. Um, I also love when you, when you talk about um, how it really starts with self-awareness. Um, we have a framework that we use at GoThrive. It's called CIA. Clarity, intentionality, action. We call it the growth formula, but mm. it's everything you just said, really. You have to get clarity on your purpose. That's where I think that's where we think it starts is what drives you? What do you want to be driven by? What purpose are you choosing? Um, you know, a lot of people struggle there, but when you as a as a coach, um, I'm just thinking, thinking through the implications of it. As a coach, if your job is to help others um, succeed help them understand what drives them. Because a lot of people don't have that self-awareness. Yeah, but when you no, get that awareness, you get awareness on what do you value? What do you care about? You get awareness on your strengths and you get more awareness and clarity on who you're becoming as a leader. What, what kind of leader are you going to be? Then you're intentional to make a plan. Intentionality is all about the planning, right? And, um, and then you have to follow it through with action. So as a, as, as a, as a leader, who, like you should be doing this for yourself, right? Um, any practical tips for how you can have that kind of coaching conversation with your people? Well, I think that uh, one of the challenges is they happen really infrequently, right? And, you know, it's once a year, twice a year. Uh, it, you, you could be having those conversations more often to make them more fluid. Mm. Um, the other challenge that happens is that uh, a lot of times a manager and the direct report will sit down intending to have a career conversation, but it quickly turns into a project conversation. Yes. You're working on this, you're working on that. What's the status of this? What's the status of that, right? You've got to set boundaries and say, this is a career conversation. I'm here for you to talk about you and where you want to go in your career. That's it. And let's start with you. Like, how are you feeling about things? Where, what are you worried about? What are you excited about? Where do you see yourself going? Where do you want to get to? How can I help you? Making no assumptions, right? And not letting it um, get bogged down into the details of the, because that's for another meeting, right? It's got to be about them and how can you help and enable them? It's amazing what types of conversations can happen when you make that space. And then also be willing to give feedback, like honest, um, objective feedback, both, both, uh, positive and constructive, you know, when someone says, uh, I want to be a vice president one day and you see them making all kinds of errors, you can say, Hey, I would love to help you get there. What I've observed is that you tend to make these 
you know, I see these errors all the time and I think that's going to hold you back. I think you could improve in this area. And also the other side too, which is, man, you have these strengths that I think you're really going to excel with. I think you should spend more time doing X, Y, Z. Um, you as a manager, you have an opportunity to point out people's strengths too. And it can be really magical for them because people often either don't recognize their own strengths or they might recognize a strength, but just assume, and tell me if you experienced this, Blake, but I think a lot of people, when they know that they're good at something, they just assume, well, everybody must be good at that. It's really not that special, right? I, if I can do this, anybody can do it. It's an easy thing to yep. Right, so they don't lean into it as much. When you as a manager can go to someone and say, hey, you know, Jennifer, you are the best on the team at uh, organizing everything for an upcoming project. No one is better than you at uh, or communicating like you're the best presenter in the group i want to see you do more of that that allows her to step into her strengths and the whole team benefits because you know you're getting these you know things done more effectively and things like that but until you have that conversation she may never know that and you don't get to leverage those strengths and also be open to hearing from your employees what they maybe want to do more of and want to do less of now that may it may not be possible I've gone to managers in past jobs and said, um, I, some aspects of this job, I, I don't think really play to my strengths. There's other things that I think I can do more that would be helpful. And the managers multiple times said like, no, that, I don't want you to do that. And that was fine. And I moved on from that job and I went into something else. But had they said, yes, let's take advantage of those strengths and let's move you into a role that could be more fitting, um, I might still be there today. Who knows? And I did have a, a, an opportunity, by the way, uh, one of the most pivotal leadership moments of my career, not for me as a leader, but working for a leader, was when I worked for that consulting company, BTS. Um, and I worked, uh, had a manager under a woman named Jessica Parisi, who ran the office at the time I was in San Francisco. And I was not meeting the expectations to get the promotion I wanted because I had some very clear strengths. I was great at facilitating workshops, great at sales. Um, but I also needed to be a good project manager and I was not very detail oriented. Mm -hmm. And I had a tough conversation with my manager and um, the leader of the office where I found out that I wasn't getting enough promotion because of that. But what she did for me was to say, I see strengths in you that maybe don't fit this role perfectly, but I know you can add so much value to this organization. I'm going to create a new role for you. And I think we should try you out over here in this sales and sales enablement role. And that's what she did. And I ended up thriving. And that led to me getting to where I am today. And I'm so grateful for her seeing that in me and having that moment that I tell that story in almost every leadership development workshop I run. I tell that story in my book. You want to be no, have a legacy as a great leader, help your people get to where they need to go and they will remember you forever. Wow. There was so much gold in that. I just stayed quiet and let you run because there was so much gold in that. Some really, it's a great story um, and some really good practical insights too. If you're somebody that, uh, so let's say you don't have a leader that's having those great coaching conversations with you. I can't tell you how much I identify with just thinking back from years and the corporate world, how much I identify with how often that development conversation mm -hmm. turned into um, project and tasks. And, and like it was only on the calendar every so often, but almost every time it always turned into that. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just on a leader. It was on me too. It's like, it becomes a little bit more comfortable sometimes to say, you know what, I'm not gonna, let's just, let me tell you what I'm doing in this thing right now. That's really, it's really important. Um, 
what practical advice might you have for someone who doesn't, who again, does not have a leader who's uh, driving those kind of development conversations? What yeah. would you, what would you recommend for a leader in that position? Well, there's a couple of things there and I've definitely had those. Um, number one is take the initiative. Uh, think about managing your manager or leading your manager. I've certainly worked in situations where I had a manager who cared about me, but he was so busy. He would always be canceling one-on-ones or not really making the time for me. Right. So, um, the first thing is I think taking the initiative and managing your manager, like putting that time back on the calendar saying, Hey, I really want to have a career conversation with you. When can we do it? Can we block this time? Can we protect it? And can we not talk about projects at that time? What I really want to talk about my career. I'm curious, you know, to get your thoughts and coaching and advice. And they'll probably really appreciate that. So, um, and I talk about this in the book, the importance of taking ownership is about taking initiative. It's about initiating that conversation and not waiting for your manager. And I'm not saying that is easy, because sometimes we have managers that might be resistant to that. And that leads me to the second point is that if you have a manager who is not only not supporting that, who is resistant, who is actually um, actively kind of against it, you know, and, and it happens, unfortunately, there are a lot of managers out there who, uh, because of ego and fear, uh, may not even want to support you moving up because they don't want to lose you or you, they're afraid you might take their position or you know they might be out of a job. Like I, those things are real. It happens a lot. If that's the case, don't stop. Right? Be start, continue to work and get clear on what it is you want to achieve, where you want to go, and be honest with yourself. Attempt to have that conversation. And if you are not getting the support that you need, if you're not getting to go where you want to go, and you feel like you're being held back, it might be time to look for a job somewhere else, either inside the company or at a different company, because. You, you know, life is short, right? We get one life and I want people to be fulfilled and make the most of it. And if you're not working for a leader or an organization that is going to take advantage of your strengths and, um, you know, help you move up in your career, then you may need to move on. It may not be a fit, right? You may need to move on and do something else. And I did that many times. I've had a lot of different jobs for a lot of different companies because unfortunately I kept rolling into jobs that were not fits for me and I had to then make a change. And, you know, it was always frustrating but I'm grateful for those experiences and they all are part of the journey that got me to where I am today. And right now, today, I absolutely love my life. I'm deeply connected to my purpose and my vision. I know where I want to go. I've never been happier. I had to go through those trials and tribulations to get to where I am. So if you're in that position where it's not working for you and you feel like maybe you need to make a change, um, you know, it's natural to maybe feel guilty or frustrated, but just make the change, get through it, because at the end of the day, you're, you're probably going to be glad that you did. That's really good. That, that's really good. And I love, I love your personal story with this. It makes the book that much more compelling, I'm sure. One thing I'll add, too, is just going back to your emphasis on taking the initiative. I think there's so many people that feel frustrated in their career. They feel, they feel frustrated in their role. But to be honest, they, if they're being honest with themselves, have they, have they really done the hard work that you're talking about we talk about that getting that clarity had they done the hard work and have they taken the initiative with their leader with their organization with their company even to say hey this is this is who i am this is what really brings me life gives me energy this is my native genius this is what i'm really good at yep. and the way this role is for me i feel like it's not playing to my strengths and um here's what i think i could be doing instead or this is the way i can take this role this responsibility i've been given and bring my passion, bring my native genius into yes. this role. I think more often than not, if we're being honest with ourselves, 
a lot of people, we, we haven't done that work and we haven't tried that and we can, we can do that. But to your point, Andy, there are plenty of times too, where maybe you've done that and it's, it's just not working for what it, maybe it's a culture issue too. Maybe it's not, it's just not the right fit. And then you have to also be honest with yourself and say, I need to be looking for what is the right fit where I can be bringing my strengths and, and um, purpose to bear. Yeah. I'd be willing to move on. I surveyed my network uh, a while back as I was writing this book and I asked people, what's the biggest career mistake you made? And I put together a report, which I'd be happy to give away to your audience. Um, but then one of the top five mistakes were people, so many people said, uh, I took a job in a company that had a toxic culture, or I worked in a company that had a toxic culture and I stayed because I thought that I could fix it, that mm. I could change it, that I could persevere. And every single one of them said, I was wrong and eventually I had to leave. So if you're in that environment, realize that like you can't change the world, you can't change a company culture. It might just be a situation where you need to move on because you've got to uh, take care of it. So now there might be situations where I think a lot of people also overreact, react. There's a lot of people out there who overreact, who are unhappy about one thing and then go start looking for a new job somewhere else when they could just have a conversation with their manager. They could just change one thing about their job or their commute or whatever it may be and it might be totally fine, or there could be another opportunity inside their organization, um, but a lot of people that are completely unhappy and they, they need to just make a change. It's a good word, man. Great stuff, can't wait. And when, when is the book released? Uh, the book is out. November 16th was the, the publication date. Uh, it's on Amazon and uh, I'm excited for people to read it. I created a companion journal as well, uh, Own Your Career, Own Your Life companion journal so that uh, because I really want people to take action with this book. This is not one of those books that's like, oh, let me read this and learn a couple things and then move on to the next book. Uh, this book is chock full of very practical advice, steps you can take to own your career, to prepare for the future, whether it's the future of work, because it is changing fast, or future career changes. Uh, you get laid off, you look for a new job, you want to do something different, um, as well as take ownership of your life, shift your mindset and take full ownership and responsibility for your life, live life with intention, practical advice on how to do all of those things. And I break it down in every chapter, not just to the advice, um, but giving you questions, things to think about and write down, and then habits to establish. Because I have learned very well over the last few years that if you want to achieve big goals, if you wanna make changes, it really comes down to habits, daily, weekly, monthly habits. Amen. What are the habits that you are going to get rid of? And what are the habits you're going to start? They're going to help you move closer to your goals. So all that's laid out in the book. And then I have the journal that kind of goes along with it. It's a 90 day journal. You fill everything in, you can track the progress in your goals. That's one of the biggest things I've done for myself over the last four years as I've been achieving big goals is always having a journal with me every day and writing every morning and every evening, what do I want to accomplish and, oh. and what did I get done? What did I not get done that day? Planning the next day, um, writing down my gratitude every morning. That's Those so things cool. have been game changers for me, and I want to help more people change their careers, change their lives, take full ownership. And so that is all in there as well. It's all on Amazon. Uh, go grab it and take some freaking action. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, we can't let you go without a couple of standard questions. The first one is, I think I have some perspective for this, but what is your why? What is it that really motivates and drives you? So uh, first and foremost, it's about my family. Um, my life's purpose, as I state every morning, is to love and support my family. 
to continue to grow and improve because growth and improvement is so important to me. It's ingrained in me when I'm not growing, then that's when I feel less fulfilled. Uh, and to make an impact on the world to inspire and influence thousands, if not millions of people to change their lives for the better and live life with intention. Uh, so I've got a big mission. My mission is to fulfill my true potential and help other people do the same. Uh, but it starts with uh, loving and supporting my family. Man, so good. I can, I can totally identify with that as well. What's one way, speaking of growth, what's one way that you've grown as a leader in the course of your career? Um, one of the biggest ways I've grown as a leader is realizing, and this is one of the biggest shifts I think a lot of people need to make, is that a leader does not need to be the smartest person in the room. And so I don't have to impress people with my knowledge, with my experience. It's more about, like I said earlier, enabling, empowering other people to be successful. So I can be a great leader by being curious and asking people questions, by coaching, by being a cheerleader, by motivating, inspiring others. Um, and so I've learned to be very curious and to help motivate, help others. Um, the other big shift that I made was uh, and I was also going to mention this earlier from earlier conversation is in my mindset and um, moving from a fixed mindset to more of a growth mindset uh, to borrow from the book Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck, which was a game changer for me um, so that I see every experience as a learning opportunity. There really is no failure. There's only learning and growth. When you start to see the world that way, for me, I'm a lot happier and I can accomplish a lot more. I can help people around me accomplish a lot more as well. So it's probably the biggest shift I've made. I love that. We, we talk about thriving, obviously. I think to thrive is to grow. There's so much, there's so much joy in thriving in the journey of growth. So super cool. Well, one more for you. If you do you have a personal BHAG, something, some big hair audacious goal personal to you that you're looking to accomplish? Yeah. Um, so I'm always working on big goals. Uh, I, I tend to move from big goal to big goal. You know, this year was launching a membership community, then hosting a virtual summit that had 2000 people attended and then launching a book. And then in 2021, I'll be working on a new course and community and things from the book uh, and building a business around that. Uh, but my big, big vision is about being on uh, as many stages as possible, both physical and metaphorical and being able to inspire and impact the lives of hundreds of thousands of people and have them uh, make changes in their lives for the better to live life more intentionally. And it starts with this book and everything I'm doing now and we'll just continue to grow from there. And I wanna leave a legacy of someone who made the world a better place. And that's the, that's the BHAG. Love it. Where can people find you? I'm everywhere, Blake. Um, so the book is Own Your Career, Own Your Life. It's on Amazon. Uh, I'm pretty active on social media, especially LinkedIn and Instagram. So you can connect with me, follow me there. If you do connect with me on LinkedIn, make sure you let me know that you heard me on Blake's podcast. Uh, do that. What you took away from this, because uh, I always love hearing from people. I've got a couple podcasts, The Talent Development Hot Seat and The Andy Stork Show. Uh, and uh, I've got a free report that I mentioned earlier, Blake, I'd love to give away if you don't mind. I Absolutely. mentioned I surveyed my network about the biggest career mistakes that people made. Uh, and it's a quick little report I put together with the top five career mistakes that people make. And you can go get that uh, by going to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash mistakes. It's ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash mistakes. And just see, uh, are you making any of these mistakes? Hopefully you're not. Uh, hopefully you won't. Awesome. Hey, so great to have you. It's been, it's been a blast. 
and can't wait to see this book have impact. Definitely. Thank you, Blake. I really appreciate it. What would it mean for your organization if your leaders became significantly more effective? At CoThrive, we help good leaders transform into exceptional leaders. And we do it in a way that builds camaraderie and deeper connection to your company for a fraction of the cost of less effective alternatives. If you're interested in learning more, find me on LinkedIn and just shoot me a message. As always, guys, keep leading on purpose.